you know, when you first get saved, like, you kind of, like, try to cut everything off, you know? Okay. But initially, it's like, you know, when I think back to it and when I think now, it's like, you know, I could have still been in the the strip clubs and the clubs because the people that are there are the ones who really actually need to hear this the most. So we back, we live, we lit for another episode of the A1 Live podcast. And we gonna take them to church on this one, y'all. I got a, I got a goodie. Uh, uh, she's a uh, gospel artist first, but a woman of the word, you know. Uh, of course, first she's an individual, but gospel artist, woman of the word, woman of the faith. I got Mirror Mirror on the podcast with us. What's up? What's up? Nothing. What's going on? Uh, first of all, before we, you know, get into the formalities, uh. How's your week? How's your month? How's your year going? Uh, things are going good. Um, getting back into writing. Um, okay. Getting back into writing. Hopefully get um, make a trip out to Atlanta pretty soon uh, with my team and get into the studio. So that's kind of where I'm at. But right now I'm just writing, getting the creative juices going and, you know, trying, yeah. trying to stay focused and everything. Is Atlanta is Atlanta a place? Is that is that where you go to do most of your recording, or you you got an in house there? Or so I record out here in California, um, okay. but that's where like my team is at. I um I started with a new team, um, CSM. Um, it's a music group, so that's where they're at. So um, you know we plan to go out to the studio and you know try to work in like a photo shoot and try to do as much as we can in like the little bit of time that I'll be out there. So that's that's why I'm heading out to Atlanta. That's that's where the team's at. And 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 you say you in LA. How's the uh the gospel music scene out there? Like how is it, you know, how's the gospel music scene out there? Is it pretty prevalent or Well, um I'm kind of like more Riverside area, so like an hour from LA. Um I haven't actually got the opportunity to like go out in LA and check it out, but I know they do have like a really really big like uh, Christian hip hop um festival that they're doing this summer so i'm hoping to become part of that but you know there's a lot of radio stations in la um mm -hmm. that are you know christian hip-hop gospel um so that's the hope is to you know get out to atlanta make the single and start pushing everything out towards this way so um but yeah most of my you know christian music has been when i like like i lived in florida so it was a really big um, music scene there especially like in jacksonville florida um, but you know, there's a lot of, um, resources out here. So like I said, once we go to Atlanta, we do the single, we're going to push everything out here. Okay. And, and will you be shooting a video in Atlanta as well? Or will you just record out there and then come back and get the uh -huh. visuals together? So I think that we're going to go out there. We're going to, um, go to the studio. I'm going to basically just like, you know, kind of go from scratch, just me and a producer, just sitting and vibing and creating, creating a single um, and then we're going to, you know, do a food, photo shoot and I think try to work on the marketing stuff out there and yeah. probably have to come back and, you know, if we decide to do, shoot a music video, I'll probably have to make another trip. But this first trip is probably going to be just like a couple of days, you know, to meet everybody and, and to get things, get things going. So well, what I like to do uh, before, you know, we get into the music and talk about the music, I always like to get familiar with the artist's background a little bit, you know, gives your supporters an idea of who you are inside, well, outside of the music, you know. Um, so uh, where are you originally from? So I'm originally from outside Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Okay. That's okay, word. Yeah, PA. Okay, shout out Black and Yellow. You know all that good stuff. <laughs> For sure. Okay. Uh, how, long, uh, how long were you in Pittsburgh before you, you know, you know, branched out and got your feet wet and other you know, other areas. Yeah. So I, I was raised out there and then, um, I joined the military right after high school. So I immediately, um, left my mom moved to California to Southern California, like my senior year of high school. So, um, after I graduated, I left um, Pennsylvania and came to California for a couple of weeks and then like went off to boot camp, and I was first stationed in California. From there, I went to like Guam and Florida. I was in Florida for a long time, and now we've been in we've been in California for about five years now. So we're um, my husband's still in the military. Okay. So 
still, yeah, we're still military. I think right now, like, you know, California is kind of probably going to be home, like, where we stay. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a house here and everything. So um, that's kind of where, how I've, you know, been everywhere. But Pittsburgh, I, I'll go home two, three times a year, you know, got to see the family and, you know, yeah. the thing. So, yeah. Yeah, you, you know, no matter how much we branch out, we still got to, you know, touch the soil and just, yeah. you know, get a, uh, go back and just, uh, reset you know sometimes you know what i mean so that's always lovely how much has uh pa how much has that influenced you know your artistry like even just growing up just how much has that the 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 area you grew up how much has that influenced your artistry um a lot if at all you know say a lot because the way that I rap you know I'm like a storyteller and I like metaphors and I like for words to come together and and be like clever and it makes sense and you know just to tell a story and that comes from you know just being from the east coast and the hip-hop out there Mm -hmm. um and then also just like being real and being raw and just you know saying what's on your mind that you know that's just where I'm from like you know we kind of just speak you know, speak what we feel and, and put it out there and, you know, really unapologetic about, you know, what comes out. So that's definitely, that definitely has to do with, you know, being raised and coming from the East Coast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, can you recall any, any early, any of your earliest uh, musical memories, just, you know, growing up and just, can you recall any memories that, uh, that, that uh, stuck to you? Yeah. So, I mean, initially when with music, I wasn't really um, like a hip hop person, like I sang and I, you know, I grew up in church. So like gospel music really was what, you know, I grew up on. I grew up on listening to like, you know, Mary Mary and the Clark sisters and, you know, Kirk Franklin and and things like that. I wasn't really into um, hip hop or Christian hip hop at that time. I remember. I was really young, like my older cousins used to argue about who was better, like which album was better, the Nas or the Jay-Z, you know what I mean? So when they, when Nas and Jay-Z had their beef, they felt like they could take sides and my cousins would be, you know, beefing and stuff like that. So that's where I was like, really like kind of introduced into hip hop and they were like listening to, you know, they would play song for song. And then I started like listening to them and I was like, man, these guys are both good. Like, you know, they're yeah, they're- yeah. <laughs> uh, initially, like with like I said, with Christian hip hop, um, you know, I, I heard about it a little in church, but it wasn't really what it is now. Um, it wasn't. It really, I guess, I mean, absolutely. To- because growing up, like, like I, I don't know your age, and, and we don't have to get into that. But you know, even even for me, growing up. You know, I grew up in a church as well, you know, uh whole family just, you know, uh religious and and we had that spirituality background. And and like you say, it was it was more, you know, the choirs were prevalent and and, and of course the solo artists and you know the Kirk Franklins and the uh, Fred Hammonds, all of that was, you know, was was strong in the, in the household. You know, like you like you just said, we didn't have any uh gospel rappers that we could you know that we could look at and say okay well it's it i can do something different with this right right yeah it wasn't they weren't they weren't as cool as the jay-z's and the Nas's and things like yeah. that so, um you or know even like a lecrae we didn't have those you know yeah yeah no we didn't really have those those guys that were like outside the box and they were rapping but you know, although they were speaking about god and and um christianity it was still sounded dope like we didn't really we didn't really have that. So, um, you know, my mission was, you know, continue to just, you know, I started you know, doing poetry and writing and I was writing for when I first joined the military. Um, I was in 29 Palms and I was like in a rap group. I was like the singer. So okay. that like writing for the guys and I would, you know, be like, hey, what do you guys think about this little, you know, 16 and like, oh, that's kind of fire. Like you wrote what that. What was the name of the group? Do you, do you remember? Oh, man. <laughs> I don't remember the name of the group. It was a bunch of guys from everywhere. We had um, two guys from Florida. You know, we had a guy from uh, L.A. We had a guy from Virginia. You know, the military. So it was just like yeah. oh, such a different blend of sounds. We had it a guy. It was a melting pot of, of, of yeah. artists. Yeah. So it was just so dope. And it was just kind of like, you know, how like Young Money, you know, when they came out and you had all these different guys on there rapping on one one track. Like, that's how, how it was. And I would just yeah. like take hooks and stuff. 
And then I started getting into like really writing. And then, you know, based on like how I grew up and what I listened to, you know, I started really writing. And I was raised in the church, but like I didn't really get saved. I wasn't really saved at that time. But okay. when I when I decided to get saved and like, you know, give my life to, to the Lord, obviously I got changed from the inside out. So when I started writing and I was doing music, it was obviously all focused on, you know, on God. Um, and, you know, just clean music and, you know, things like that and trying to, how do I enrich the kingdom? How do I, you know, express, you know, this feeling that I feel inside, like this love that I have for the Lord and, and just different things like that. So that's where I like really transitioned into being like a Christian hip hop artist. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, when you make that transition, you make that change, it changes you from the inside out. So almost everything that you do is affected by your lifestyle. So absolutely, absolutely. That's just naturally and organically, you know, just became like a Christian hip hop artist. Because I was in Jacksonville, Florida, and I wasn't, uh, I wasn't a Christian hip hop artist. Like, not to like right before I left. Like, I was, you know, in clubs and strip clubs, and you know, performing as a secular artist. You know, everybody mm -hmm. as a secular artist. And then when I got saved, it was like boom, overnight. Okay, I can't do this anymore. I can't, you know, be writing like this. And then you know, I started when, getting when when you made that transition. Uh, did you, did you find like, cause you know, sometimes when we, when we, we have these gifts, right. And we're not necessarily using our gifts for the reason that we were put here to do. Right. Mm -hmm. Did you find like you getting more, uh, not even let's say success, but just getting more out of when you started to use your gift for what you you, you know, you know, you felt like you needed to use it for, or was it about the same? Like, you know what I mean? Like, did you, did you get more out of it when you started to, okay, let me focus on writing music, uh, about God. And let me focus on, you know, using my spirit to, 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 to relate to the, uh, to the audience as opposed to, you know, I know I'm supposed to be doing this, but I'm over here. I'm, I'm going, I know I should be going right, but I'm going left. Yeah, yeah, I definitely got more out of it. I mean, everything just changed. I mean, it went from like the places I perform, um, you know, to, you know, being able to, you know, now have my kids watch me perform, you know, because like, it's at a it's at a place that they could, you know, they could see it and they could they could hear it and you know, they could vibe to it and listen to it. So you know, I know I like I take my kids to the studio and you know they they see me perform and they love it. You know, they love hip hop now. They love you know they love what they're like what their mom is doing. So, you know, that for first, like, you know, obviously I can't take my kids to no clubs or, you know, that I wouldn't even have them listening to the type of music that yeah. I was doing before. Um, and then also just like, you know, not having to live like two different lives. Like, you know, if I'm living this life and I'm going to church, if I'm if I'm talking to people on the street about, you know, God and how to live a better life, then, you know, obviously I had to do that in my music and I had to make sure that, you know, what I'm saying to them, like, mirrors how my actual life is. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I've always been all inauthentic in my music. I've never been, you know, you, you hear some music and, you know, like, you know, that dude is not a gangster. That dude's not a drug dealer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, I've always we do, been. We, uh, we doing what we need to do for the bag, uh, so yeah. to speak. Yeah, it's always like that. It's like, you know, I've always been who God created me to be. And even mm -hmm. I was saved like I've always lived that life so when I got saved it's like okay I can't do this anymore because this is just not who I am anymore this is mm -hmm. not how I speak this is not how I live this is not how I act so you know it was just it was an easy transition for me I think that what was hard was now it's like okay where do I go from here because I had built up a pretty good success and my name was pretty known um in you know in Jacksonville Florida where I was at so I was like okay now where do I go from here doing this type of music you know, where, like, what do I need to do? And, you know, when you first get saved, like, you kind of, like, try to cut everything off, you know? Okay. But initially, it's like, you know, when I think back to it and when I think now, it's like, you know, I could have still been in the the strip clubs and the clubs because the people that are there are the ones who really actually need to hear this the most. Sometimes so. you got to go to where, you know, you got to go to where they need yeah. it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You got to go to the people because not every people, not everybody's going to the churches, you know, not because that don't mean, that don't mean that I'm hitting the strip clubs and then I'm, you know, cause if, 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 if you really about that life, right. Mm -hmm. Then you're not going to be tempted. You know what I mean? You're not going to have to go and do as they do. You just dare to spread a message and then you out like, like a perfect example I like to give is my aunt, like my aunt Carla, uh, 
you know, even, you know, she's she's deep into the faith. And when we have certain events or so certain uh family uh events, she comes and she show love and she pull up, but then she know once, okay, once it's time to go, all right, y'all getting crazy, she out of there. You know what I mean? Right. And that comes yeah. with maturity. You know, when you first like when I first got saved, I wasn't I was like, okay, I'm I'm gonna do this. Like, this is not the first time I got baptized. This is not the first time I got saved. But like, when I was like, okay, I'm I'm going to be saved. I'm growing. I'm not gonna play around. Like, I had to make sure that me personally eliminated everything that may bring me back to where I was. Yeah. When you're mature in your faith, like where I'm at right now, I can go to those clubs. I can go to parties. I, you know, I still get invited to things where people are drinking and smoking and, and carrying on. I just don't become part of that you see artists like Lecrae's in the Kirk Franklin's they're not they don't just stick to you know Christian gospel they're in the secular realms you Absolutely. Know? and they just they're just who they are in those places you know and that just like I said comes with the maturity and you know and you know having a, a closer walk and a longer walk and things like that which is so dope because as a, as a person that might be secular as a person that might be you know teetering Mm -hmm. You know, they, they can look at a person like that and say, okay, he's human too. You know what I mean? Um, it's not about being hypocritical. It's not about, okay, this person makes mistakes too, or this person is human too. So if, right. if, if, if he can do this, I can get somewhere at that point where he is, you know? So it's all about influence too. Yeah. So, so that's dope that you, you were able to, you know, get to a point where, okay, I can come back and and I can touch some souls and, and and you know bring them back home you know where they need to be. That's so dope. Uh, what was there ever a time where you thought about doing something different? You know, completely different besides uh and and not just even with the faith musically or even both. Was there ever a time where you just it was like okay, let me do something different. Let me try something you know uh that's not music related or you know let me get in the uh you know let me let me uh get in the male practice or let me you know whatever it may be well i mean i, I am a nurse so that's mm -hmm. what i do when i'm not you know that's my you know that's what i do but like um there's been plenty of times even just recently where you know i'm like okay i always have the enemy telling me that i shouldn't be doing this you know mm -hmm. that i should be you know Oh, you waited too long or just just whatever you know you always have you always have that you know dealt and that definitely comes from the enemy especially when they know that god has given you a, a great gift and that you can be an influential and you can change lives and um so you know that those things come up all the time but for me i just need to stay focused i just need to stay focused on my word and i just need to like i finally like developing a team and like mm -hmm. people that know what they're doing. Cause I've always done this by myself, but if you're really serious about this, you can't really do it by yourself. So, you know, when I reached out and I was like, you know, I'm gonna step out on faith and got the team. Then they're like, you know, you doing this, but this is what we need to do. And this is good. And you're pushing this, but you need to put this out. Or it's like, yeah, this producer is really good. But sometimes just having a known producer make your stuff makes the difference in between. Yeah. yeah just stuff like that. So, you know, now that I have a team behind me, like I feel really good, and um, you know, all my energy is just gonna basically go into this project and, and putting this music, this new music out, and everything. So I'm just so excited to get to Atlanta. You, you in a beautiful space, yeah. and 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 let me just, you know, let me tell you, you said something about is it too late? But there's no age limit. I don't think you know, and I'm not a uh, a uh, expert, but there's no age limit, especially uh, in what you do on one saving souls mm -hmm. and then being an influence now the type of influence you are you know uh depends you know but it's no age limit on on uh you know helping somebody you know what i mean so it's good that you you you're not you know uh subjected to the enemy and just you know giving up on what you here and you're meant to do you we know what i mean serve a god that doesn't see time like we see time yeah you know, we serve a god who just you know he doesn't see it like we see it so it's like you know one of my people that i look kind of look up to and she's not like in the music but like you know tabitha brown she's mm -hmm. a, you know she's kind of just got her start you know what i mean like she's been you know an actress and doing the stuff and having these dreams and you know for years years and god's <laughs> gonna happen so you know she just never really let up and that's kind of what i want to be for other people like i just want them to know that you know it may not come in that time frame 
a lot of people think their life is over if they don't get what they're supposed to get at 25. Absolutely. For you at 35, 45. So as long as God has it for you, there's nobody that can tell you that, you know, it's not for you. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's kind of like, you know, what I wake up to every day and what I, you know, what I go by and things like that. So that keeps me moving. Absolutely. Are you still, uh, are you still over there at Greater Emmanuel? Yeah, I am. Um, I go with them. That's my virtual church. Uh, you know, I'm a member. I love, I love, love, love that church. I, I seen that, uh, I seen that, um, certificate, you know, you got the, uh, you, you, you know, you went through the, uh, new member classes and, and, and talk about the process of that and, Oh, and yeah. what becoming an official member means to you over there, because, you know, I know, uh, you know, when we get that home, that church home, that that's big. Talk about the process of that and what that means to you. Yeah. And so for me, like when we were in station in um, Pensacola a couple of years ago, we had like such a great church. So when we came from Pensacola to California, it was like really it was almost depressing because it was like, you know, I got to give up this church. You know what I mean? And so being out for here in California, even though I've been out here for like five years, we went to churches and things like that. But it was just like my husband and I were not really ready to like commit to a church because we had such a strong one back home. We were still watching online and tithing and things like that. So, um, you know, I've always been like a super, you know, Clark sister fan and, and things like that. But I, um, you know, started listening to Bishop J. Drew Shear. I knew who he was, but I really started listening to him probably about um, the beginning of 2020, you know, when COVID was really hitting and things like that and everything was shut down. Um, and I was just so impressed with um, his heart for people. I was so impressed with his heart for ministry and young people and, and women and um, just like, you know, he's just like a leader's leader. And so I was like watching him, like everything that he did, like if he was speaking, if he was, you know, at someone else's church or just whatever he was doing. And then I was like watching him on Mondays and, and Wednesdays and Fridays. And I was like learning from him and he was just like preaching the word and teaching in such a way that I was like, you know, you know, you can like feel the Holy spirit on people, even like, on yeah. the and it was just like, it just kind of felt like home, even though I was thousands of miles away, you know, he's in Detroit. So it's like, man, I just started watching and then, you know, they just made the online family feel like we were, you know, we were just family. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. they're, calling, they're checking in, you know, we've got like, you know, groups and chats and, you know, you know, they call us like first lady actually left me a message like yesterday. So it's like, you know, you got people sewing into you and you're so far away. Um, but it was just like, it just felt like home. And so, yeah, I started, you know, I was like, you know what? I'm going to commit to this church because, you know, even though they may not know it, they like committed so much for me, just, you know, being on there every day. And, you know, I would join the prayer calls, you know, his wife has a prayer call on, on Wednesday and he has a prayer call on Thursdays. And I was just like locked in and everything. So yeah. um, they were just giving me everything that I needed, you know, yeah, feet, um, feeding your soul. Yeah. Just feeding into me, you know, just not, you're not even knowing it. And so I was like, and I, then I started like really tithing. Like I was like, you know what, I'm going to start tithing to this church. I've been tithing there for like a year and I could see, you know, my finances growing and, and things just, you know, getting better for me financially, even in a pandemic, like my husband and I just bought two brand new cars, like, you know, in a pandemic, like mm -hmm. Good and I and I attribute to the fact that I've been faithful in my tithing and I know that I'm tithing in good ground with that church. Okay. So, you know, then I was talk like, talk about that for a second because a lot, you know, uh, even you know a lot of uh, you know a lot of us and I'm even speaking for myself that don't know how important it is. You just mentioned tithing into good ground. You know what I mean? Talk about that and talk about how important that is. Yeah, so that's crucial. You know, it's just basically, and I, I teach my son that because we can, we can just, we can, we can send, you know, ten percent to, you know, uh, Joe Schmo up the street who just, you know, he he yeah. might not even be. So how important is that? You know what it's I mean? So important. So what I was watching um, Bishop J. Drew Shear doing during this time is, I mean, first of all, one of the things that he did is he just had this. Um, almost like a telethon where he was raising money for other churches. Cause he's like, I'm good. My church is good in this time, but there's other churches out here that are closing doors in this pandemic. So I saw that he was doing that and he was trying to help out other churches. Then I saw this thing that he was doing called stretch where he was trying to help leaders, um, church leaders 
to basically shift what they were doing because a lot of these churches weren't making it because they weren't able to shift into that online. You know, this is a new normal. So he was he was putting these expert panels together to try to teach you, okay, this is how you should run your website. This is how you should do this. This is how you should do that. He would have experts on there. And so he, I, I could see that he was doing more for his church. He wasn't like, oh, we're good during this pandemic. You know, I'm just going to chill out. No, he was trying to make sure that everybody was good. So that's just an indicator that that's good ground, is that God is not only blessing him, but he's being a blessing for other people. So you're right. You don't want to just go ahead and, you know, give like, OK, like essentially when you're giving money, you are giving it to God. Like that's mm-hmm. God. But, you know, not everybody. Uh, some people do misappropriated funds. And that's mm-hmm. just what it is. You know, yeah. that's what people don't believe in tithing. So for me, um, you know, I automatically and I teach my son this, too, because my son is an actor and he gets checks, you know, all the time for projects that he does. And, you know, I teach him, OK. We're going to take our our best, our first 10%, our best, and we're going to give it to God because of what he's done for us. Absolutely. I've seen it like, you know, I'm a, I'm a living witness of I wasn't supposed to get this check. This money came from nowhere in pandemic. I've had like three or four checks in the pandemic that there's no reason I should have got like unexpected money. But I do know that I do believe that it was because I did so and I was faithful. I said, God, I might not have what I need right now, but I have 10% and I'm going to give it to you and I'm going to be faithful with my ties. And even my mm-hmm. son gets his checks. Like he got a check the other day. He's like, Oh, I don't, he's like, you know, we did the math. He's like, Oh, that's all. He's like, how about I, can I give God this instead? Which was like, you know, $60 more than what he needed. And yeah. he was like, he's like, I want to, you know, I just want to round it up to like a hundred or whatever. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. You know, he's even like, you know, I'm, I'm teaching him like, it's not, Growing up, I was like, oh, man, I got to, you know, I got to pay my tithes. Now it's yeah. like, I see that it's like a part of my worship. It's yeah. like, I thank yeah. God. Man. It's not, it's not just about the tithes. Sometimes it's about the offering too. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so just, just as you're saying, just to piggyback. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Sometimes the offering too. It's like, you know, just, just, it's extra. Like he's done so yeah. much, you know, I can get my tithes, but I can, the offerings, the extra, like, okay, that tithes, like almost like, you know, if you're a Christian, oh, some people see it as obligatory. You know, but that offering is just that extra. Like, I don't have to do this, but I'm going to, you know, continue to, you know, to do it. So, um, and that's another thing with GEI, Greater Emmanuel, is like, they teach you the importance of tithing. And before that, you know, I didn't really, even though I grew up in the church, I didn't really grow up. My great grandmother taught us about tithing, but like in my household, I didn't see like my mom, you know, taking 10% out. And, you know, this is, you know, I didn't see that. So it's like, now it's like, I like, I see it from the church and they, they, break down the importance of it and the importance of, you know, sowing into good ground. And then, you know, so now I can take that and I, you know, I teach my family, you know, tithing and things like that. But I've been very blessed in this pandemic. And I do believe it's because I have been faithful in my, in my tithing. Absolutely. And, and, and speaking of, you know, the crazy times that we're in and a rough world that we're living in right now, I'm curious how you think, you know, being a musician gives you the uh, the most joy in life today. Like, does it does it still you know what I mean? Does it still give you that joy of, you know, pressing through even in the times that we're living in right now? Yeah, it, it does. And, you know, music, good music reflects the times. So it's like, you know, there's so much stuff that's going on that it just fuels me musically. Like mm-hmm. I just think about things all the time and I just, you know, I just write it down and it just, it just motivates me um, just to kind of put things onto paper and just to reflect uh, how blessed I am because, you know, you're a black man just waking up in the morning and not getting shot by a police officer is a blessing. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? So it's like, you know, taking those kind of things into consideration and even just being upset about what, what we see in our communities, you know, putting that onto paper or to, you know, expressing that. That's therapy, you know what I mean? That really mm-hmm. is. So, um, yeah, this the times just fuel me just to write more and to just focus more on, you know, my craft and everything. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and able to just, and sometimes that's, that's therapeutic within itself, just being able to, uh, you know, go to that pen and pad and reflect on what's going on and, 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 and you know, use your voice to be able to... Uh, you know, translate that into music and translate that in a song so that someone is hearing it and say, yeah, yeah, I can go through it too. Or I can, you know, I can go through to come out, you know? So that's, 
I've, I've always been very transparent about music, specifically about um, you know struggles with like my parents' addictions that they've had. Mm-hmm. So, really, with my you know with my dad, my dad died in his addiction. Um, you know, him being in jail, my mom being a single mother. The things that I that I write about are universal. And I've had young kids come up to me all the time and say, you know, my dad's in jail too. And a lot of them don't, you know, their friends might not know that or, Mm -hmm. you know, so it's like when you write about real things, you give people opportunity to be like, you know, I'm not by myself. I'm not alone. You know what I mean? Like, you know, these feelings are real. Oh, she gets mad too. She gets hurt too. She asks God why too. She gets upset with God too. Like, you know, so when you're when you're transparent and honest in your music like that, and you kind of put that forward, you kind of really free other people too. And so absolutely, that's the way that I've written, you know, God, God, I, you know, I pray before I start, and you know, He helps me get the words and and put things together. But I know that when I'm doing it, I'm helping someone, and I and I'm freeing somebody up, and that's why I just write the way that I do. I storytell. I, I talk about what's real. I talk about what's current. And I just know that somebody's out there like that needs it, that needs to hear it, that needs to be free. Uh, you know, I, I I see a lot of times where you know artists may you know, even 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 in you know the uh, even in secular music, we all have a uh, we all have a moral compass, right? Yeah. So we all have things that we would and wouldn't do, and even in secular music, you see a lot of people, you know. Uh, selling out. And when I say selling out, it don't always have to do with, you know, the conspiracies of the Illuminati. Sometimes it might be, okay, I said I would never wear a red shirt, but not now because I see the bag, I'll wear a red shirt. Would you ever compromise your beliefs or, you know, sell out f- for the seat at the table, so to speak? You know what I mean? Because I had an opportunity to do that when I was not even saved. I had um, I had a manager who knew a lot of people in Jacksonville, and um, we were at some hotel, and there was there was a big concert there, and there was a lot of big name people, and he was like kind of, you know, um, encouraging me to you know to be a little bit more like oh you don't have to have sex with them, but you know maybe flirt with them and kind of you know just go in the room. No, I'm not I'm not doing that. Like there's. There's no check big enough. What you can, yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll yeah. never be able to give me what God has for me. Like absolutely. What you think that is going to be a big opportunity? God has something bigger over the door. I just have to stay, you know, on my moral moral ground. And that was even before I was saved. Like that was just in secular music. So yeah. I had a moral compass because I've always been raised a certain way. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean? uh, in the back of my head, I hear my mom and my grandmother. Like you know. <laughs> It's like I've always I'm never I don't never want to let them down. So, you know, that's always been my head. I'm not going to compromise my soul. It just may not be for me. Yeah. A lot of people have to understand, like, it just might not be for you at that time. But just remember that, like, God's answers are always yes and amen. So if that's not the one right there, then that means that something better is coming. So. Just, you know, don't ever compromise yourself for, for anything, for something quick, or you think it's going to come easier. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, because for what? And then and then you're setting yourself back or setting yourself up to miss out on your blessings or miss out on what's for you. You know what I mean? What could have been right there and you were right at the tipping point. As soon as you, you know, as soon as you mess up, then it's like, you know, what did I do it for? You know what I mean? Exactly. What did I do it for? And then was it worth it? Because... What is given could be taken, right? Exactly. You know what I mean? No, no man can give you what God can. Yeah. They could be promised yeah. everything, but God can give you things that aren't even in your wildest dreams. Like I, I have dreams, but you know, God can give me stuff that I ain't even dreamed about. So I mean, I'm not gonna mess that up just for you know something quick and easy. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you believe? And, and and we've had this. We've seen uh, glimpses of this with different artists, you know, coming in and out of out of out of gospel music, you know, secular artists coming over and, and doing songs and teaming up. Do you think there could be room for Christian or, or, or uh, you know, spiritual artists and secular artists to coexist? Oh, yeah, I think they can coexist for for definite. I, I feel that we should you know, we're not too different. You know, or, or do you because and, and I'm I'm asking you because you know I I I sometimes want the opinion because does 
and I'm only asking because I don't, you know, does that confuse? Let, let, let's say we get a, 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 like a Neo that might, you know, do the music he does, which is, you know, uh, it's not too, uh, too far left, but he does the music he does. Then he might team up, you know, with an artist like uh, um, Mary Mary, so to speak. And then we get that and then he goes back, you know, is that confusing or is that just, you know, should we see that for what it is? Um, so I guess there's two sides to that, to that, because, you know, you do have some Christians that believe that, you know, you shouldn't mix that, that spirits do mix and, and things like that. But um, I also believe that, you know, I don't ever want to make anybody feel that because I'm a Christian artist or because I live a certain way that we can't work together and we can't, you know, because who knows like when they're in the studio that maybe Neo's life is being changed or maybe he's thinking about, you know, you know, hey, you know, maybe I need to stop doing this or, you know, just just whatever, because there's people that are a big influence, you know, even like even like, let's say and not to cut you off, even like, let's say a Snoop, you know, he came out with a whole gospel album. You follow what I'm saying? So and, and, and you have those that will condemn him and, and, and say, you know, how dare you? And then, you know, your next album going to be dropping like it's hot. Like, you know what I'm saying? But. You yeah. know, I was always taught it doesn't matter who the word is. It only matters about the word. Like, you know, it doesn't matter who who's necessarily giving it, you know? The thing is, if you look in the Bible at the people that God chose, he didn't really choose any any perfect people. The only perfect people that was a vessel was Jesus. Right. And he, didn't, and he hung out with people that weren't that, you know, the church was like, oh, you're breaking bread with this person. Yeah. You know what I mean? But the thing is, what's important is he remained Jesus. Mm -hmm. So it's like, if you're going to be in those groups and those spaces, you have to remain yourself. You have mm -hmm. to continue to be that influence. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that the, the Bible calls us to, it says that we are in the world, but we're not of the world, right? Absolutely. You know, not to be conformed by the world, but be conformed by the word and renewing of our mind. So we should be able to, you know, be listening to the word and letting the word conform us so that when we do go into the world, that we conform the world as the word as the word is so it's like if you're if you're working with these other artists then it shouldn't be a problem if you're doing what you're supposed to do if you're being that influence and in who god made you to be now if you're going out with these artists and then you're drinking with them and smoking with them that's something completely different but i think it's i love when i see christian artists and secular artists because here's the thing most of these secular artists grew up in a church now, absolutely absolutely <laughs> he knows the word he's a big clark's fan you know if you look at his if you look at if i have that album you know he's got some great artists on there those are the artists that he grew up with and Absolutely. although he's living living his life just like look at dmx dmx was in the world and we know that dmx was struggling but dmx would get up there and pray mm -hmm. did not wait for god to make him perfect before he started telling people who god was at so, every at the end of every album you know he he, he put a prayer on it <laughs> you know Everyone. So when he died, I was like, God, you know, my prayer was like, God, he knew you. Mm -hmm. You were. He was he was, um, you know, he had you. He uh, accepted you as his Lord and Savior. He just had struggles. And we have such a good, merciful God that I do believe that he is in the kingdom of heaven right now with no struggles, with no pain mm -hmm. because he knew who God was. But it doesn't mean that we're perfect. We're not going to be we're not going to be going to heaven as perfect people. If, if we were, we wouldn't have needed Jesus in the first beginning. Absolutely. So Absolutely. I, a good thing. I personally would love to collaborate with all types of artists, um, you know, and and hopefully, you know, I, you know, could be a mentor and to change, you know, those artists that I work with. But I'm all for, you know, putting together. I do see a lot of times, too, because people are raised in the church that when they're, you know, when they're um, secular career is over, that a lot of times they do come over to gospel. Yeah. Say, you know, it's not it's not a sexual based thing. You know, you don't have to be a certain age and like, I'll oh, get out. You know what I mean? It's just like, you know, it's open for everybody that loves the Lord and wants to, you know, to sing about him. So and, 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 and if you and if you if you got a good eye, you know what I'm saying? If you got a if you have a good eye. And, you know, the real, you know, the ones that, you know, are just doing it because, OK, I didn't I didn't milked it all over here. Let me, you know, let me go back home. Cause you know, those are the ones that 
you know, be in and out and so flip flop. And, and I'm not going to name any names because we, we I, I, I can't I don't know what's going on with a person's spirit, you know, but, you right. know, the ones that, that seem genuine and the ones that, OK, they're here for a moment and then they'll probably uh, backslide, if you will, you know, if they, so, if they received um, a big check or they received yeah. a deal, they yeah. would be right where they were. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, and you talked about, uh, you know, influences. What are some of your favorite artists or, or musicians that uh, continue to inspire you in music? Um, so, you know, obviously, like, been a Clark Sister fan forever. That's like a generational thing. Like, you know, um, they've, they've been in the game for a very long time and they continue to remain relevant. Um, mm -hmm. I'm also a big Kiara Shear fan. Like, I love her okay. music. I love her transparency. I just got her book. Um, so, you know, I just, I just love that whole family dynamic, you know, Jay Drew, the producer, I would love to work with him someday. Um, always Kirk Franklin. Kirk Franklin was the, probably the first, um, like him, him and Mary Mary were like, my mom wasn't forcing me to listen to Christian music when I, you know, the Clark sisters was always in my house. So we wake up Saturday, we're listening to them and Motown and all sorts of stuff cleaning, you know how it goes. But like, when I was like, oh, I want to hear some Christian music, I would turn it, I would turn it on myself. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Those have been my influences. I'm a big Lecrae fan. Um, uh, I love Andy Mineo. Um, I kind of like that whole 116 team. You know, there's other artists out there, but um, to be honest with you, like, I like my music. Like, yeah, 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 I, yeah. I get inspired by the stuff that I write. Like, I yeah. get off my own supplies so it's like yeah and i've got so much unreleased stuff i've got so many notes that like i'm just like man i, I come back like oh i really said that i need to put that into like a song yeah. you know i'm kind of influenced by everything i love every type of genre of music i mean yeah. i mean there's just something for me as long as a person is saying something or they can sing like i'm you, you know but for sure i mean i would love like you know to collaborate i think if you know my number one collaboration would probably have to be here here. Like we would have to definitely do something together. Yeah. You, uh, you, you mentioned, uh, Kirk Franklin. What do you feel about the backlash and the uh, ridicule he, he, uh, recently received, you know, for yeah. doing something that, which I, I felt like, you know, in our type of community, you know, if, 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 you know, we, I know I grew up around the type of parents that if I was giving them disrespect, you know, I'm going to get checked for it. I'm not, you know, <laughs> like, you know, but this uh, is our community. But, you know, we got some people that think because he's a person of the cloth. And that's where I say, again, we, we see these people, they're human. So what do you think about, you know, what do you feel about the backlash that he's received? And did you think he, do you feel like he did anything wrong or, or, you know, he's just being a parent. <laughs> kind of broke my heart because I am a fan of his and because okay. of um, that whole thing kind of broke my heart and let me just turn this off because this sound is going off and I, I don't want to um, okay so um, the whole like I said the whole situation kind of broke my heart because I am such a big fan of his and the way everything you know rolled out and panned out and because he is seen as the Christian you know what I mean like he's yeah, like yeah yeah a poster board for like you know everything um as far as christianity and i don't think that that's changed you know i just hate that the situation even have to happen but i do know that um you know he's struggled with his son you know for a very very long time yeah and that's a real thing and that's something that families um you know need to see that they're not by themselves like you know you sometimes just no matter how good your family is like you might just still have one person that's just always going to be continually tri tripping or who's just not going to be in line with everybody else. Mm -hmm. uh, I've heard interviews from his mother and she said the same thing. You know, she supports Kirk. They've been, you know, wrestling with him for a long time. We don't know what happened before that. I just know that um, everybody has a, a certain point. Everybody knows what to say to somebody to get them to that point. Why yeah. And, and, and a lot of times, even with us on the outside looking in, uh, maybe not you, maybe not me, but when I say us, I'm speaking for the masses, right? We love to 
for some reason, we love to, as soon as a person does something that we feel might be that or that we feel he shouldn't do or or why did he say it or why did he speak in that manner we love to say ah oh, look at you know what i mean like why yeah. do we love to do that you know what i mean like, oh you things that um you know that i hate is like as soon as you mess up oh, i thought you were a christian you yeah to- yeah yeah you know, if you really know what Christianity is, it's not being perfect. It's just that we know who to go to the perfect person when we do mess yeah. up. It's yeah. like you know, a lot of people, you know, mess up and they continue to mess up. But we know that when we mess up, that we need to go to Jesus. We need to, you know, we need to ask for forgiveness. We need to repent. And that's the thing with, with Kirk is he repented. Like, so even in his repentance, he he didn't say it was OK. Yeah. He's, messed up so he knew that what he felt what he did was wrong even though we were like oh you know it's all we yeah but he as a christian felt that going off like that was not the right thing to do mm-hmm. and he asked for forgiveness from god and he asked for forgiveness from us and um i personally am one of those type of christians where i do know the christians cuss but i do also feel like as a christian we should be you know try to live a different and better mm-hmm. life and i think kirk has always done that He's always, you know, people, I've seen him in interviews and people ask him, you know, oh, I want to get into Christian music. What should I do? He said, you should live the life of, as a Christian person. Absolutely. You know? And so, but I don't think that him, you know, going off on his son for being disrespectful, his grown son and cursing at him makes him any less of a Christian. Absolutely. Absolutely. It just makes him, it just makes him a passionate parent. And, you know, like, like I say in our community, we know what that looked like. So we shouldn't be surprised. You know what I'm saying? Mine <laughs> is what? 32. This has been or almost 33. This yeah. is years of issues. Cause if you see him in the public, you never see his son around. Mm-hmm. And when you hear of his son, it's always him down talking his dad, or he's doing something that, you know, I think he was like in a movie or some like show where it was like, you know, the character who's portraying was something way different from what, you know, Kirk Franklin and how he was raised was. So it's always been kind of in a position where he wasn't really honoring his, the Bible tells us to honor your mother and father. Absolutely. You don't, even if you have issues with your parents, you still have to honor them. Has Mm -hmm. there been times that I've wanted to cuss my parents out growing up, did it in my head, but never came out of my mouth. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Raised a certain way that you don't, you don't do that to you. Either, even as a grown woman, I don't talk to my mother like she is one of my little friends. Right. Because, you know, we have a friendship relationship now that I'm grown. I respect her. And I think that's the thing. And even that's very important. <laughs> black man. We don't. There is enough that they have to deal with in this world that they shouldn't be disrespected by their own family, by some their own child. You know, yeah. what I mean, we need to get to a place where we're honoring our black men and we're supporting them. And we're talking to them not crazy, you know what I mean? And so black men do, they do want respect. So if you come at them certain ways, you're gonna get that. You're gonna and get like you say, if it's been a history of it, you know, it's <laughs> it's he's probably it's just fed up. You know, he's just at a point where everybody just reached their breaking point. This should have never been recorded. Yeah, it should have been family business, you know what I mean? Not saying yeah. that this is the first time, hopefully it's the last time, but it, it could have just been dealt with better. I, my heart just breaks that the situation even had to happen, that, you know, yeah. that he even had to be put on the spot, like that this is even a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, back to the music. What's the most gratifying thing about, you know, uh, about what you do? Whether, you know, whether, what's the, what, whether it's your artistry, whether it's your face, what's the most gratifying thing that you get out of it? Um, I guess it's a bunch of things. It's it's that I, knowing that I'm being obedient, you know, knowing that I'm not just putting music out, that I'm praying about it, um, and knowing that you know God is really using me and using my my struggles, my testimonies. I'm not the type of Christian to act like I'm perfect. Like I always talk about the things that I've done because I know that you know there's power in your testimony. So yeah. I'm stuff in my music. So. The fact that, you know, I know that I'm being transparent, that I'm helping somebody out, because um, I've always been the type of person when I went to church, I was moved more by the people that got up and testified other than I was moved less by the people in the back of the church that treated you like, you know, you were a sinner or that they were better than you because they were an usher or just whatever it was. That didn't move me. That made me not want to go to church. Okay. Stood up and talked about what how God changed them 
that's what that's what gravitated me to being in the house of God. A lot of people are like, oh, you don't have to go to church, you know, to be a Christian, but you do need that accountability. You do need that fellowship. You do mm-hmm. need that support. So it's like, that's, that's what always kind of pushed me and fueled me to go to church and to be a better person. So that's why it's just natural for me to put that in, in my type of music. So okay. that, you know, I've come from here. This is where I'm at. You can you can do it too. So that's gratifying to me. And then also when people just like it, when they're vibing out, yeah. when they're like, yeah. like, oh, I don't Somebody hear call it. Oh, girl, that last one was my. <laughs> I don't hear too many females rapping like like that type of stuff is like that that is that is gratifying because I'm just yeah. like yeah, it's good to do it for the kingdom and stuff. But it's also good when people that are down here like it as well. So. Yeah, and and, and and getting some out of it, and 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 it's dope when you got a a a, a song, or e- even if you know, even if it's just, even if it's just, uh, not necessarily like deep faith based, but you know, something that somebody can vibe off of it, and and they bopping, and they, you know, <laughs> it, it it's still gratifying, of course, you know. <laughs> That's not how it is. I mean, it's not, it's not. Super- like deep but you know yeah. you hear god in it you know what i mean you don't need a stethoscope to hear god when i'm yeah. working on my music and so yeah yeah what what uh i want to ask you what advice would you give someone that's you know maybe battling you know they got one foot in one foot out you know the world and, and i know you mentioned not being perfect but you did get to that point where you know what would, what, what advice would you give to someone this battling, okay, I know where I should be, but this is keep pulling me back, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just practice being consistent. Um, pray a lot and stay in your word because the more that you read the word of God, you know, the more that you learn who he is because that's, that's the Bible tells us that is the word before it. Before time was the word and the word was God, right? So if you're reading your word, you're learning who it is. If you're talking and you're spending time with God, you're learning who he is. The more that you talk and spend time with him, he's going to speak back to you and he's going to help you with the things that you struggle with. Um, But be consistent. You know, at at the end of the day, you're going to have to make a choice. You Mm -hmm. have to make a choice because, um, you know, you don't... you know, like I said, I, I'm a nurse. I'm an I'm an ER nurse, and I see every day how quickly life is snatched from people. People don't make appointments for the emergency room. They come in in a, on an emergency on emergent basis, um, and especially during COVID, I've watched people die alone because you know you people can't come into the hospital. So I've I've been responsible for praying over souls and asking God to let them in, and I don't even know what their life is about. But you wow. know, used to allow someone to die by themselves. So. My thing is when I when I do that, I think, you know, did this person take an opportunity to really know who Jesus was and to live, you know, live a good life? Um, and the Bible is a blueprint for us. You know, it tells us that we don't have to be perfect. You know, the people that that God used the most, you know, even Jesus' disciples, they weren't perfect, but they had a love for God, and you know, they they loved Jesus and they believed them, and they were were working towards getting better every day. And so it's just working every day of doing better, you know, waking up every day. Okay. I'm going to pray a little bit more. I'm going to read my Bible a little bit more. You know what I mean? I'm going to, I'm going to go to church. I'm going to watch a church service, you know, just doing little steps right there to, will get you there. But you just have to make a choice of like, Hey, this is what, this is what I need to do. But just know that regardless of how you live your life, Jesus loves you. God yeah, loves absolutely. you. You're perfect to him. You know what I mean? So it's like, a lot of times we feel like, that you know we allow the enemy to believe that oh let me just keep what i'm doing because god don't really care about me and things like that but that's just you know a trick of the enemy just continue to stay consistent keep stay prayed up read your word and um you'll start making the you know the choices that you need to make absolutely and uh Another uh, another question I want to ask you, you know, you, you, you touched on it earlier as far as knowing how to, uh, you know, be of the faith, but but still, you know, enjoying yourself. Well, what do you say to the people that uh, have the misconception that just because I'm of the faith and just because I'm in the word, 
means life stops means i don't I, I i can't i can't still have fun i'm not going skating or i'm not camping or i'm not you know what do you say to those people that had that misconception that spirituality means i'm just i'm just walking around just <laughs> you know all day yeah. just with yeah. head low and it's a good i mean i can understand the misconception because i grew up christian and so there was things that we weren't we weren't a lot we didn't celebrate halloween you know okay. we, we did do certain things and that's not a lot of that is just practice. That's not, that's not Bible. That's not in the word. You know what I mean? Like, you know, some of those things that, you know, the rules and the, that structure, it's, it's man-made, you know? Um, I have a lot of fun as a Christian. Like there's not too much stuff that I don't do that I wasn't, you know, I just, I just keep it fun and keep it safe. And if they yeah. like keep it kid friendly, you know, but I have a lot of fun, you know, yeah. um, it's like, but you know, you even, you you it's a lot of happiness but it's joy because you're fulfilled like because if all this other fun stuff goes away i still have christ inside me so that's yeah. where it comes from you know it's not just happiness happiness you have to have something happy for but if you have that joy that's what's just different like it's like you know i can i feel this way on good days and bad days absolutely it's just having fun like well like i said when i first became like really like okay i'm saved i'm doing this like, i took everything out like i wasn't listening to secular music i wasn't watching certain movies because i was trying to stay focused but you know the more that you like learn the word of god and the more that you stay you know on your path you're just like i don't have to cut this person and this person this person out i just have to remain consistent and be who i am mm-hmm. and i i would recommend for some people that aren't able to go to certain places and and stay in line then stay home if if you can't you know if you feel like you want you're not ready to uh uh deal with the temptation yeah and that's anybody anybody coming off of alcohol or somebody coming off a drug you know you can't may just not be able to like my dad struggled he knew that he couldn't go back home to where he was from and stay sober so he would stay away from home you know what i mean so you just have to know what you have to do to continue to stay on that up and up so, you know, as you know, as long as you once you start getting more mature and once you, you know, you take a while, like you see alcoholics now, like they become, you know, mentors and they can go to bars and pick up the people that are in there that are drunk that they are responsible for and not have a drink. So it's like the longer that you do it and you stay on the path, then you're gonna be okay. But you know, it might just take a little longer for others. That's all. Absolutely. And and you talked about this earlier in the podcast as far as, you know, us 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 coming up and and uh you know um the type of mu the type of gospel music there was compared to now. What do you think of the evolution of gospel music from you know from where we were growing up and how do you think it has changed, if at all? Um, sometimes I listen to gospel music and I'm like, I could put this on my like after dark playlist because I don't know if this is, this sound like R and B, you know what I mean? Like (laughs) different and which is, which is good because it's like, you know, it has a cool sound. It's different. Absolutely. And it's, you know, that, that gives, uh, some younger, you know, producers and artists a chance to feel like, you know, I can still do the Christian music and still be cool and still be fun and vibe out. You know, you see pastors up there in skinny jeans and, you know, you see yeah. it's, it's very like the culture of it, how everything looks does mirror, you know, the culture, um, you know, outside. So it's like the, you know, you see gospel artists that do kind of look like R&B artists. You might not know the difference if you're not listening to what they're saying. But I yeah. think that helps to draw people in. You know, if I if I look at you and it looks familiar, then that might help to, to draw you in. And then, you know, you just got people, that's just their style. You know, they, they love gospel music, but they also love to dress and to, you know, and to be cool and to, they love fashion. And um, I think that's all good because it just, it doesn't like separate us too much. You know, sometimes I'll go to a church and, you know, I know it's going to be a different church when all the women are in, pa- are in um, skirts. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You go like, oh, like, we're gonna go bowling tonight. Okay, I'll go. And then they're in jean skirts, and you're like, yeah. Dang. like you know what I mean? Like, yeah. this is, you know, some people can relate to that, some people can't. So the fact that everybody does look like the same, we're just talking about Jesus. You know, we just have a absolutely. I think it's a beautiful thing. Uh, what's that one song? And, and I'm talking about your music. What's that one song that you, you that you hear like you like we uh like you touched on earlier like sometimes you like to just get into your own music and and and, and rock out. What's that one song that you hear or that you may even perform 
that just take you to that place? What's the one song that that, that when you hear it or when you perform it, 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 it take you there? Um, I have a song called Suffering. Mm-hmm. And, um, that song does it for me. That song does it for a lot of people because it just creates the atmosphere of, you know, it talks about a lot of pain, but then it starts to talk about the breakthrough of the pain as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very therapeutic for me. It's very healing for other people. And when I perform it, I usually, you know, have the lights real low and you don't have any. Um, it's one of those songs where you have to listen to the words. But the beat is it's such a strong beat, but it's so airy to like it's like you're going to listen to there's so much space in it. Yeah. That you, and, and that's those are the type of beats that I like. I most. love those type. I love them. I, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's just as dope as the song, but like it's not going to overshadow what I'm saying. Yeah a lot like the beat is so dope and you lose what the person's saying mm-hmm. and I, I always get the lyric sheet and I'm like is this what they're saying like this sounds <laughs> covered, you know so it's mm-hmm. like it's one of those songs where the beat is good it's so airy so much space and you know I'm just talking about real, some real stuff on it and when I perform it it's like you know it's kind of like chilling it's different every single time Mm-hmm. And that's definitely one of my favorite songs and definitely one of my favorite songs to perform. But um, my best songs are the ones that I haven't recorded yet. Absolutely. And, and we can't wait to hear them. So go ahead and, uh, you know, hit Atlanta and, you know, come back and, you know, get them mixed and mastered so we can rock out with Mira Mira. Uh, what do you hope your uh, fans or even your supporters uh, take away from your music? Um, Just really who who Christ is, um, his changing, how he can change anybody, um, how he can use anybody like myself, um, how good he is. Um, and just like, you know, the world can be tough. You know, I talk about a lot of pain, um, a lot of issues in the world. The world can be tough, but, you know, I know where my help comes from. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, just giving people that hope and that, that belief that no matter how bad it gets, you know, we have um, we have a God that doesn't just sit high and look low. He's present. You know, we can feel him through the Holy Spirit. We can reach him through the word. We can tap in. Um, we just have to give him a try. So I think that that's really what, like, I want people to people to feel for me. I was doing my research a little bit. Uh, merch. You, you, you got some merch on sale or you... Yeah, so I have a um a website called uh, therealmirror.com, um, and that's where I have merch on there. That's where you can basically get all the updates of like you know my music and everything. Um, I'm pretty um, active on social media. Um, at therealmirror is probably you know where I'm at, where you can find me: Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, yeah. And, and and one more one more thing before we go, uh, I know you say you were, uh, you know, you got a, a single that you're working on. Can we expect the album soon, or what? It, what what what's next for Mira? So I think the plan is to um, release two singles. Um, to release one that's kind of like a eye opener, trying to catch hey. you, just to try to try to build a bigger fan base. And then the second one is going to be like the the single. Yeah, you know. What I mean? Yeah, so, the catch and hook. The one that's going. The, yeah, <laughs> hopefully on the Billboard one. So yeah, that's the thing. You know, trying to trying to get that going, trying to get that out, and then um, just you know, promo, get it out there, getting on. You know, these um, do as much shows. I really appreciate you bringing on me on. You know, doing as much um, you know, media and and things like that, and just kind of really working as hard as I can to get. You know, get the name, get the music out there. Um, I think that's I think that's where we're at. Well, that's that's so dope, Mira. And I and once again, I appreciate you for you know I appreciate you for letting me sit down and you know you know pick your brain and ask you these questions. Uh, one more time, give them their social, give them your social media and where they can uh, listen to m- your music and follow you on. Sure. Um, at the real mirror, it's T H E E R E A L M I R A. Um, that's my Instagram. That's my Twitter. That's my Facebook. Um, and then therealmirror.com is the website. Um, so you can, um, if you go on the website, you can find me everywhere. You can, my music pictures and all that stuff. 
Yeah. Uh, I, I I visited the website myself. It, it, it's super dope, and uh, you know, so if you listening and and you, and you want good merch and and you want to uh good good music to listen to and and, and you might even have some questions. I, I'm pretty sure they can hit your website and, and and tap into you if they have any questions. Yep, there's there's a contact section on there. They can ask any type of questions. Um, you know, I'm always here to to get back at people, especially fans. Um, pray for you. Um, speak with you. You know, I'm a, I'm an open book. I've always been like that big sis type. So you, you know, ever, you, uh, have you tapped in, or or maybe you do? Have you thought about doing mentorship, or? Um. So that's definitely next for me. Um. I've always been a mentor in just different aspects of my life in the military. Um. You know, in, in music, and um, I, I love it. Um. You know, I like I said, I've always been that big sis. I'm you know one of the oldest of many kids. So I've always kind of had that mindset of kind of taking care of people and making sure everybody is straight. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, definitely a mentorship is something that I want to do um, just to kind of, um, you know, just to sow into the younger generation or even older generation. It doesn't matter. You know, you'd be surprised who needs a mentor. That's one thing that I've really found in my walk is that mentorship is really important. I've always been um, like the oldest and the one that my mom and dad never had to worry about. And mm-hmm. so, you know, but everybody needs a mentor. Everybody needs somebody, even people that absolutely, are- absolutely. <laughs> even if it's just a a person, even if it's just an extra set of ears to, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know. So, yeah. so absolutely. So, yeah, y'all make sure y'all go uh uh follow this woman. Uh, she a woman of the faith. So, of course, uh, you know, she gonna guide you and she gonna give you some 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 good uh inspiration to uh, be followed by and uh, once again I gotta thank you for joining the A1 Live podcast and we gonna chop it up again thank you yeah definitely I hit you up when things are coming and I just pray that God blesses you know your podcast and I know you said the infancy fits phases and stages yeah yeah God's gonna blow it up and grow it up and you know just cons- you know just be faithful and consistent and I'm excited to see where you where you go 